they said we don't fail at unify we just yeah. pivot pivoting all the time <laughs> so but um because failure has such a bad word to yeah. it and i don't it's what you learn from the situation there's yeah. no such thing as failure in my mind it's what you learn and what you take from it and, and yeah. move forward are you ready to elevate your leadership skills in the electronics manufacturing industry join sana vinding on a transformative journey as she unlocks the key to exceptional leadership in this dynamic field Discover invaluable strategies, emerging trends, and best practices through expert perspectives and insightful interviews. This podcast is your ultimate resource for gaining a competitive edge, staying ahead of the curve, and shaping the future. Tune in now and unlock the secrets to leadership success in the world of electronics manufacturing. Entrepreneurship enhances employee engagement and satisfaction. When employees are empowered to take ownership of their work, contribute ideas and make a meaningful impact, they're more likely to be motivated and fulfilled in their roles. And this episode is a rewind where I had a great conversation with RJ Grimshaw, exploring the world of entrepreneurship and its impact on business growth and success. Enjoy. Welcome to Mind Innovation. I'm your host, Senna Vinding, and I'm always excited to learn. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about the entrepreneurial mindset. I want to welcome RJ Grimshaw. He's founded companies in a wide array of industries, including hospitality, apparel, finance, and automotive. He has an extensive experience in businesses and is the CEO for Unify. So welcome, RJ. I'm, I'm looking forward to our chat today. I'm looking forward to our conversation as well and uh, very grateful to be able to have this conversation with you. So thank you. Where does your passion come from uh, with the entrepreneurial mindset? Where, where, does this, where did it start for you? I would say my business, my passion comes from, and it's more about business. And um, I'll get a little bit of the history or backdrop on how I arrived at just having a passion for entrepreneurship. But I actually started as an entrepreneur, just like many of your lister, listeners, and I just fell into entrepreneurship by accident, like so many things in life, right? Coincidence, yeah. things happen. Yeah. But my true business passion comes from watching my mom and dad own their own business. They own several businesses. Um, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My uh, grandfather owned a soda distributorship back in the 30s and 40s. Uh, my uh, uncle was the CEO of Black & Decker in Canada. Um, so I saw the corporate side of it as well. And then uh, I had an uncle that owned a uh, uh, several uh, optician stores throughout New Hampshire, which was before chains, yeah. uh, before Pearl Vision and the chains you see now, yeah. um, as well as my, my grandmother on my father's side owned a florist. So it was just natural yeah. for me to see the hard work and discipline that it takes to be a business owner yeah. and then reaping the long-term awards of owning that business. My parents owned, like I said, several businesses. And then my dad actually was crazy enough um, looking back to start my brother and I in our first business and was our bank in essence yeah. at the age of 21 or excuse me, at 22 and 21, which is a bar. And we took that from concept to number one in the county in upstate New York for bar and liquor sales within 12 months. Oh, wow. So it's just yeah. natural. Um, I just love the game of business, the science of business, the art of business, yeah. um, because there's just so many different facets. And guess what? It's always changing. It's yeah. never the same two days in a row. No, no, no. So one of, what are some of the key skills? Because even though you're saying it's changing every day, um, what, what is some, if somebody's saying, okay, what, what, where do I start? Right. What, what does that look like? Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll speak more to the, from, from the entrepreneurship, 
what yeah. starts is you have to have a passion. And unfortunately, what I what what I see taking place right now, and I, I had this conversation yesterday with another gentleman, is that entrepreneurship is sexy, right? It's a sexy word where you're out to cocktail hour, out to dinner, people yeah. ask, what do you do? I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. Well, what does that really mean, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it doesn't speak to what they do. And, and I'm not knocking that. I've done that. Believe me, yeah. I, I, I've done that a, a lot. Um, but, but my message to people is, unless you have a proof of concept or a true desire to, especially when you're young, to run your own business, it might be better served to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. Go within an organization, develop a skill set, develop, you know, how things work within a company. And it doesn't matter if it's large or small. You probably learn more at a small company because you're going to have to be more resourceful. However, get that experience and do the side gig. Yeah. If that's what your passion is on your own hours. And when you're young, you can work 14 hour days. You can work 12 (laughs) hour days. There's no reason not to be able to do both in the world we live in today. And I highly recommend that because you might start a business and come to find out it's not what you expected. Yeah. The passion isn't there or the market isn't there. You might be too early bringing your product to market. Um, And I, like I said, I fell into entrepreneurship just by accident due to the fact that I was an entrepreneur, but I fell into corporate America. And um, I learned actually of this, of this topic and word by a gentleman by the name of Tom Peters, who, who wrote the book Reimagine, and he's a business consultant. And I just gravitated towards it, yeah. um, towards, towards that word. And I said, hmm, that sounds like what I am, because yeah. I have the entrepreneur background. And the definition of an entrepreneur is a person that thinks like an entrepreneur, however, within the confines of a business. Yeah. So I didn't leave my entrepreneur spirit when I transitioned to an entrepreneur. Yeah. All I did was take that without the risk, put myself within the four walls of a company. But I have to do, I look at everything like I own the business yeah. and I own my success and I own what's taking place. And I started out when I started in corporate America, I yeah. was an individual contributor for salespeople that are listening to this, carrying a bag, knocking <laughs> on doors, yeah, running a territory, yeah. and then I worked my way up. Uh, the corporate ladder to where I sit here today. Now, however, I will say a lot of luck being at the right place a lot of time, being surrounded by a lot of incredible people. Um, and and the, the biggest thing too is having an abundant mindset for scarcity um, and, and looking at it like that. But if, if and, and what I'm passionate about, and, and this is what I love coaching and speaking about, yeah. because so many business owners and I don't care if we define what a small business is versus a large business. I'm talking about, you know, that business owner that has anywhere between five and 15 employees, right? Yeah. Five to 15 families he has to, or she has to worry about on a daily basis. Yeah. If you indulge yourself and put this culture, the entrepreneurship culture within your company, you will see incredible dividends pay out. And there's stats that back this up. Gallup did a recent survey. Yeah. And they said that um, I want to make sure I, I quote this right when it comes to stats, especially last night watching the uh, President Biden's, you know, everything's fact checked yeah. nowadays, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, three out of four members within your company, three yeah. out of four team members within a company today have ideas that will improve your yeah. company. So it's up to the business owner or the manager 
yeah. to enable a fostering environment. And that's what we come in and teach and coach how yeah. you do that. And it's yeah. not hard, but it starts at the top. Yeah. So and any example that you can share, you know, what, what that looks like? Sure. So again, but it starts at the top. If it doesn't start yeah. at the top of the house, it's never going to work like anything. It doesn't matter what initiative, what culture, what, what you're trying to do. Yeah. But it's, and it is as easy as the business owner. The business owner doesn't have to be the entrepreneur because they're the entrepreneur, right? They're the visionary. Yeah. They're yeah. the founder. They're the, the idea person. The entrepreneur comes behind and they're the doers. Yeah. They're going to do and, and look at things. Yeah. Um, so really starts with the culture, buying in and then, And then identifying most entrepreneurs you want to identify in your company and every business owner that I talk to, I ask them, if you had five characteristics that you're looking for, and those characteristics are a passionate team member, yeah, be passionate about life, work, everything Two, they're tenacious. They're, they just get after it every single day. Yeah. Um, they're extremely resourceful. So there's okay. number three resourceful. Number four is they're a life learner. They're always learning about new things. You can go, they're not watching Netflix shows all day long. They're not on the weekends or they're not, they're reading, yeah. they're learning, yeah. they have hobbies. Yeah. They're always doing different They want to grow, right? They yeah. want to grow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're going to challenge the status quo. And that's where sometimes the rub comes in. Yeah. Because as you look at your company, you only want 20% and it doesn't matter how large or how small, but 20% of your overall employees, your team members should be have these traits as an entrepreneur, because those are the folks that are going to drive your company to the next level. Yeah. And it's just not around innovation. A lot of times people say entrepreneurship's innovation. It's not strictly innovation. I don't look at it from an innovation perspective. You can, Yeah. that's not my teaching. My teaching okay. is around tapping these folks and allowing them to improve your business because they're vital. We tag yeah. those people, yeah. their vital employees, 20%. And then you have your functional, which are 80% of your company. Yeah. So. So how do you, how do you find them? Because if you also have to hire, right? If you're looking at your business and you're like this five to, to yeah, 30 people, um, which is there a certain areas that you, you will say, Hey, this is where it's needed. Or is it more to find the right person where you're saying it's, these are actually the skills because that will drive it and be that champion in the company. Right. We always, we always coach and teach the business owner just one start internally looking. However, yeah. if they look and say, boy, we, we, we really don't have that. We have a bunch of functional employees, which is great. Yeah. But now when you, we do this at Unify and we've done this, Yeah. we, we tested a, the AB testing, right? Yeah. Same job description. One we posted part of the job description as an entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. And we saw the caliber of the candidates yeah. improve tremendously on the B, which had that versus yeah. the A. Oh. Just by that because it attracts people. Yeah. Even if they don't know what the definition is, yeah. they'll Google it, learn about it, and they'll yeah. self-identify that I am an entrepreneur. That's who I am. And yeah. I like that tag. That's a sexy tag because yeah. guess what? You're not taking any risk. No. You're not, you, you're just taking no. that mindset within a company yeah. and the, and again, the success that you're going to benefit from that, because again, remember they're a life learner, right? Yeah. They love learning. It doesn't matter. They yeah. want to learn. It's not about in the job description, not out of the job description. No. They yeah. just want to learn to make the company better. Yeah. Now what's really, really, really important for the entrepreneur as well as the business owner, they have to be aligned. The vision of the company, 
and the entrepreneur have to be aligned. Because can you imagine if an entrepreneur goes into a company, but they don't believe in the mission of the company yeah. or the, the direction of the company? It doesn't work. The direction, right? Yeah. It yeah. does not work. Yeah. Um, no. So there has to be alignment there with, with that. Yeah. So it's fine because now that you put these words on it. Um, so when I've been hiring into my team, um, some of a lot of questions, but some of it that I ask is saying, what's the latest skill you've learned? Because then you can hear and saying, oh, you know, this has been my latest and greatest. And then my next question is, what's the next skill? So instead of asking, you know, what's your, you know, what's your bad side? What are you not, not good at? That doesn't help you. You want to see, right, if you have a passion of being a life, lifetime learner. I uh, love that. I'm going to, I'm yeah. actually going to start using that. I, I love that <laughs> question. We all have, right? We all have yeah. our one that is our, like, we yeah. feel it's our secret question we're going to ask. That. Yeah. And, and I, I'll share you mine, which, yeah. which, which is, um, had amazing, you know, the, it's always interesting to hear someone's um, response. And it's always my last question, typically, Yeah, is I'll, I'll ask the question, if money was not an issue, yeah. what would your dream job be? And I, and I always say, I'll go first. I'll tell you just to, just to yeah. you know, yeah. break dice. And I said, don't say to me, oh, working at Unified, because I know that that's a farce, because <laughs> no one's going to ever say that, even including myself. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I, you know, my response is always, I would just love, I would be an athletic coach somewhere. It doesn't matter. It could be a Michigan football, Syracuse yeah. basketball, some are just coaching. That's my passion yeah. is coaching. And it just, it's parallel to business, right? It, it, yeah. it parallels between sports, athletics and business. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's the same. So I've had people start crying on me. Oh. I've asked that question because it, it's touched the nerve yeah. that they wanted to, you know, they wanted to start a foundation and raise money. Maybe they lost a sibling or a parent yeah. to a disease. Yeah. Had um, one particular gentleman through the whole interview, I thought it's not a fit, not a fit, not a fit. With that answer, we hired him. And the answer was, and I won't get into all the details. No, no, no. But it was an analytical position within our organization. So yeah. a credit underwriter where they're analyzing data all day long. They're looking yeah. at monitors all day long. And the whole time during the interview process, I just didn't sense that from him. His answer to the question was when he said, I would love to trade trade foreign currency every day, all day. Yeah. And as soon as he said that, I said, that's great. Yeah. How many monitors out. do you need? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Because it, it, that's exactly what a credit analyst does for us. They analyze yeah. data and they have to make quick decisions. Yeah. And, and if he was going to be a foreign trader, you know, of currency, that's yeah. what, how he has to act. So you never know what questions, but I, I don't believe in the state. I mean, we always joke that, and you would probably agree with me, Hiring is the most difficult thing to do oh, in yeah. any business. Yeah. And, and anyone that says it's not or they're good at it, no. I call BS. Yeah. yeah. It, is tough. it is tough. Yeah. It's, but, but, you wanna, really, but you want to get under that surface, right? And with the questions you have and the one I have, that's how you can get a little bit under it and find out what is behind and then the passion for this person. Mm -hmm. exactly. exactly. And especially right now in the world we live in, right? With Knock on wood, Unify, we haven't lost. We didn't lose any team members during the great resignation. Not saying that yeah. we might. I mean, yeah. we're, we, we foster, if you want to go somewhere else, let yeah. us help you get there. Let us coach you to where you want to go. Yeah. But it's not a fit within here. We have candid conversations. Does it hurt as a leader? Yes. But I put my ego to the side yeah. and say, it's not about RJ. It's about this person where they want to go, where they feel they're going to be in a better situation. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, so it's great if, when you have all these good, great 
champions that comes in and that they are creative. They want to you know, learn that they, they can see all the opportunities. Um, how do you foster then that environment? Because it has to, there has to be something if it's, you know, not having meetings all days, right? Um, there has to be some creativity uh, that can foster so you can get to these incredible um, business improvements. Right. And, and, and a lot of times the improvements, and we coach this all the time because a business owner, like all type A personalities, right? They want results yesterday. Yeah. And it's, and, and we say, it's sort of like when the doctor prescribes you a prescription, the first day you take it, you're not going to see results. Yeah. Or a better example is if you're working out and exercising, the first day you go to the gym, it's going to, you're going to come home sore and you're, you're not going to feel well. That hurt. Not doing takes, that again. <laughs> you have to keep doing that. The same yeah. thing when you're developing this, we call it more of an operating system now than we do a culture. Mm-hmm. It, when you develop this operating system, as long as the CEO or the business owner or the manager is consistent with the messaging and yeah. fostering ideas, you're going to see, again, after you've identified those entrepreneurs, they're going to raise up. And now that they know they have the ability to give feedback and look yeah. at things as the business owner and make those adjustments, they're going to naturally start doing that. But it doesn't happen overnight. No. It takes time. We are working on, I am working on some technology right now um, to answer your question specifically where we're going to be able to track it, right? Everyone's yeah. it's always about ROI yeah. and the gamification piece of it. And that's what we're working on, the game, gamification piece so we can start measuring the amount of improvements. Because I don't, I, I at Unify, use an example, there's times that I'll go into a system or go into something and I'll say, oh, look at that. They've updated and changed it. And I wasn't part of any of it. And it's always an improvement. Yeah. But even if I don't believe it's an improvement, it's not about RJ. It's about the people who are doing it every single day. And if they're happier with that, yeah, that's, that's what makes, you know, that's what makes me happy. Yeah. What about these, also when you, when you do something new, and even if you don't want to call it innovation, if it's just improving, there's always the, iterations right that you test something uh, to get there sometimes it doesn't work you fail or if you don't want to use the word fail it's pivot. you learn what didn't work right and then we pivot we call yeah. it pivoting okay, pivot. we, well <laughs> we, we pivot you know it's it, i was at a speech talk back in october and, and the room got a, a real chuckle because they said we don't fail at unify we just yeah. pivot We're pivoting yeah. all the time <laughs> so but um because failure has such a bad word to it yeah. and i don't it's what you learn from the situation there's yeah. no such thing as failure in my mind. It's what you learn and what you take from it and, and yeah. move forward. Yeah. But how do you turn a whole organization? Because I, I think you need you need some trust as well to be able to say, hey, this didn't work, right? And stand in front, even if it's a report you have to share or, you know, saying this is where we are with the project. How, right. how, how do you support that, that it is acceptable and this is the journey, right? You, right. There's nothing where there's no pivot, right? I don't think I've seen any project where there's no pivot. Well, well, what you just said, it's a journey. And, yeah. it, it, and as long as you're starting with the intent outlined and then you're working towards what the solution is, and I can give you an example of that. Yeah. Here at Unify, I had a salesperson, um, entrepreneur through and through. I mean, he, th- this gentleman checked all the boxes and then some. Yeah. Like Turner, he, he was an attorney by trade, CPA degree, master. I mean, just oh, wow. he, he, he was a gym instructor. <laughs> just, just, 
amazing individual with energy off the charts. Yeah. Someone you just love to be around. Yeah. He came to me, not in his job description and said, RJ, I really believe, and this is when we were really growing the business. So a lot was going on. He mm-hmm. said, RJ, I really believe that we need a portal for our customers to be able to make a payment online versus either calling or mailing an old fashioned check to us. Yeah. yeah. And I said, well, you know where we stand. Um, I don't, we don't today. It's not in the budget. And this is, you know, we do our budgeting. always like most companies, October, November before the year. And this was maybe in March. I said, it's not in the budget. If there's something you think you can make happen, I'll fully support of it. Yeah. Um, and you have to remember as a manager or business owner, you have to allow this discretionary time of your entrepreneurs to focus on things that maybe aren't on their job description. Yeah. And how I do that, how I did that in this case was just remember your KPIs, that's number one. And then this initiative is number two. He had to work. Now think about this too. As an entrepreneur, you have no direct um, oversight on people that you're trying to buy into your initiative, right? Yeah. So he had to work with our IT team and sell them. He had to work with an outside vendor and sell them and then be a program manager and manage all this. Yeah. He was successful and he made it happen. I think maybe it took him 60 days or 45 days. I really wasn't paying attention. I said, this is his initiative. I'm supporting him. If you need me, let me know. Yeah. We now process close to $75,000 a month through that portal. And the dollars that it cost us was nothing, but it provided our customers a better customer journey and experience for them. And that's what we focus on. You always have to have that why. What what are we trying to do and, yeah. and why are we doing it? Yeah, you've removed a lot of the friction, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it, it didn't, easy. and the thing, keep in mind, it didn't cost us anything. I didn't have to go out to a third party and yeah. build that. He took and ran with it. But again, life learner. Yeah. He wanted to learn about it. Yeah. Have you then seen now with these, you know, the, and that's a really good, you know, success story, if you want to say that, where you can see other um, people or employees are getting inspired and then they start to act and behave, if that's the word, right? The same way. Have, have you seen that happen? I have. And even remember, I talked earlier about 20% vital and then 80% functional. Yeah. The real sherry on top of the Sunday is when you see one of someone you've identified as a functional. Yeah. You see them turning in. up, coming up, coming up. Or the other thing is, say if they're functional and they have no desire to become vital, you know, they show up every yeah. day. Yeah. You, we, those are they're yeah. just as important That's, as the vibe. Okay, yeah. just as important. But now they know they have an outlet to bring to to the folks you've tagged and say, hey, yeah, this is this is a problem that I see that we occur on a daily basis. Yeah, something that maybe we can put on the list to look at. This is the re- this is what the result would be. Again, back to intent, and yeah. then we work backwards. So you see again back to that fostering. And another interview question real quick. Yeah. In my head. yeah. We ask, I don't use this all the time, but I should. I asked, uh, it was a lady we were interviewing and I asked her, I said, what would you do if the person next to you? And I don't know why I asked this question. What would you do if the person next to you wasn't carrying their weight? How would you handle that as a, yeah. as, as a peer? And this particular person that we did not hire said, um, I just keep my head down and just keep doing my own my own work that doesn't work um we and and my point being the number one challenge for most business owners today is hiring yeah you have to ask your current team members to do more with less yeah. 
Yeah. And they're being stretched extremely thin. However, what comes with that is transparency and accountability. And I'm a firm believer and I preach this all the time about peer accountability. We're all peers at the end of the day. I don't care about titles. They're yeah. important. I don't care. Yeah. Hold yeah. accountable. I'll hold you accountable. And yeah. that way we all get better and we know where we stand because you, your behavior and your actions within the company affect everyone else's, not that person, yeah. but their families and maybe grandparents. Yeah. So think about your actions on a daily basis. And that really boils into the whole culture operating system philosophy. Yeah. 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 And, and, and maybe for her, right. Maybe it was a fear of, Oh, if I lean in, I own it. Right. And then it's even more. And, and you, you also need a, a culture where it's, yeah, even if you identify it and, and raise your flag doesn't mean you own it, then it just, it gets that transparency. And now it's time to say, okay, how, where does it land and how do right. we solve it and prioritization as well. So right. it's more to get it. I, I believe to get it to that transparency. I, I completely agree with that. And again, we're a small company here and we've all worked for big companies. Yeah. Um, I, I work for, for KeyBank, Key Equipment Finance. My director of credit has worked for Honeywell and HP. Yeah. Um, my director of operations has worked for uh, Everbank. So we've all come from big corporate. And what yeah. we like about here, what we like about the smaller companies, and we're $100 million in revenue, Yeah. but there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. No. <laughs> winners want to be around winners. Yeah. And there's nowhere, yeah. there's nowhere to hide. And we tell people that when yeah. they come in, there's, there's nowhere to hide in our company. Yeah. No. No, no, no. But what about, so even though you're saying you, you started out saying, you know, this is for a certain size of company, but, but when you scale, um, what, what, what happens? I, I, I think this, I think this philosophy should actually be taught at, at, from every venture capitalist firm and PE firm to the founders. It should be part of the incubator education because it's even more important during the journey for a founder, either in a startup pre-rev yeah. or revenue or scaling. And, and here at Unify, I'm, I'm the second president and CEO of the company. The company was started in 1978. I joined Unify in 2013. Yeah. I walked into an organization that was running well. It was, it was running well, but however, we wanted to grow. And the only way that we were going to give a return to our investors is, is by growing revenue. Yeah. And um, I didn't, this was in 2013. So nine, eight years ago. So I was just developing this concept and this philosophy. Looking back now, I would have walked in that first day and tried to start identifying my entrepreneurs within the company. Yeah. So you can, if you're listening to this and you're walking into a new organization, either as a leader perspective, right? There's so many books about new leaders the first 90 days. This should be yeah. part of it. So um, it, 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 it's scaling. It's so important. It's so important to have entrepreneurs in 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 that growth mode to help again, 20% yeah. entrepreneurs, 80% functional. And those 20%, when their voice is heard, will make the difference. Yeah. We'll, we, again, we, we did our, our highest year ever last year in sales. And from a full-time employee perspective, we're the smallest we've ever been. Yeah. Um, because this started five years ago, this mindset yeah. and, yeah. and philosophy. Yeah. So you answered a little bit because my next one here is actually what would you tell RJ, you know, like 20 years ago? You already said <laughs> one thing, but so what, what will you tell yourself? Yeah, I would I would say take risk earlier. Um, and, and now I'm kind of being a hypocrite to going out on your own. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> However, find a company that you have a desire to start a business in. Yeah. And get experience there. Because unfortunately, as you get older and you look back, your body of work is your whole career. And those relationships that you build and foster, yeah. your whole career you bring along with you. So my point being, if I could look back to RJ, take more risk. And that's probably more risk, calculated risk, um, to, to really do what you want. You just Because I overanalyze things, and so many people do as well, right? The old yeah. bar, just take not crazy risk, but calculated risk. And I was actually featured in an uh, article uh, with 15, I think 13 or 15 CEOs in our industry around risk-taking and calculated risk and how you work through through that um, yeah. for, for, for business. So um, that that's the advice and, and that I give myself. I wish I would have took more risk. Now, if you said to me, RJ, what, what specifically risk would you take? I probably wouldn't have an answer for you. Yeah, but I think that... Yeah. And, and seek, the other thing is, is seek influential people and don't, especially don't be afraid to ask for mentors. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask for mentors, but remember mentoring is a two-way street. It's the mentor and the mentee, and it's a two-way street giving back and forth. I mentor lots of young, young professionals and I love it because they teach me stuff yeah. that I don't, yeah. you know, the new technology and new things. And yeah. Yeah, I don't, because I, that's not in my domain where I'm reading that information. Yeah. So no, you, the, you get some visibility in, right, of what's going on or transparency on what's going on. So seek a mentor. Seek. I, I'm, I mentor a young business owner here in Ann Arbor. He's 24, yeah. 25, maybe. Yeah. He reminds me of me to a T. Yeah. And but anything that I ask of him or anything I say, you should read this book. Yeah. I'm getting followed. I read the book. This is my learnings. Yeah. That's that two way street. Wow. Because. Yeah. Because if you're a mentee and your mentor asks you to do something and then you just don't do it, guess what? Because I, I don't, I, I just donate, I, I donate my time when I, what I mean by that, because I want to give back. I want to, he has the passion to be successful. Yeah. So I'm willing to say, Hey, this is what I think you should do. And he does it. So it's sort of like if your wife or husband come and ask you, your kids, how does this look? You're right. I always love that. Hey, how's this look on me? You say, it looks great. And then they go change and come back. It's like, well, why did you ask me? Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same thing with mentor and mentor. Uh, I would highly recommend that if you're younger and it doesn't matter where you're on your career. I have mentors that are older than me that are farther in my yeah. career that I call all the time and bounce. I, it's good to talk. Yeah, it is. And do the reflection. Um, yeah. That always helps. Awesome. Right. So um, if any of the listener, right, want to reach out to you, how, how can they find you or connect to you? Uh, my, uh, Email is rj at rjgrimshaw.com. Website is rjgrimshaw.com. If you just Google RJ Grimshaw, you'll see podcasts and blogs and articles that I've written. Um, I answer all my own emails, but if you have any questions around business, investing, entrepreneurship, um, anything related to, to, to anything, I, I respond. Um, uh, and I love when people reach out. Just give me a couple of days, but I, I will respond and, um, uh, you know, just keep working at it. That's all you can do. Just become a better version on a daily basis of who you were yesterday. 
Yeah. And I, I'll make sure as well to put the uh, uh, the links in the show notes as well. So go to mindinnovation.com and, and it will be right there as well. So thank you so much. I, 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 this was lovely. I, I, I got my little energy here like, oh my God, this is what I need to do. And I love the question you have. So I will uh, I will add that to <laughs> a higher team. And I'm going to use yours too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We learn from each other. That's right. But, yeah. So thank you so much. Uh, pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. If you like Mind Innovation, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the show wherever you get your podcast. You can follow Senna Vinding and Mind Innovation on Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And make sure to check out mindinnovation.com. Stay curious and keep learning. See you next time.